This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Show will be starting momentarily, momentarily, with a little bit of SpaceX Starbase news, little bit NASA news, some Elon news, Twitter stuff. Oh, it's going to be, it's fun. Let's talk about, let's talk about some stuff. Can we, can we, let's do it. Let's figure this out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. What's up? How you doing? Hope everyone's having a great day. What's up, Jet? What's up, Passing Wind? Justin, how you doing? How's Starlink, man? How's Starlink? The, uh, I'm so excited about it. I'm so excited about it. It's going to bring streaming to pretty much anywhere that I go. Right now, I have a, a system in place that's like so-so. It's all right. <laughs> it's 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 not that good. I'm just saying it's not that good. It's all right, but I need a better connection. So Starlink, once I get it, will be awesome. What's up, Michael? Michael Maxi, how you doing? Um, we're just chilling today. We're just hanging out. It's a holiday weekend. Hope everyone has a very safe and uh, awesome weekend. Enjoy food. Enjoy your family if you can. Enjoy everything about it because you get a little bit of time off. I'm taking a little bit of time off myself for the next few days to um, to reposition some of the stuff, studio stuff, uh, streaming stuff, filming stuff, all that stuff, and just uh, yeah, just try to figure all this stuff out. Easter egg hunting this weekend. There was an Easter egg hunt here yesterday. I'm in Brownsville, so I'm about – so if you're not familiar, Brownsville is about 25 miles away from SpaceX's Starship um, headquarters down here in Boca Chica, Texas at Starbase. And last night, I went to the sports park. I went to the sports park just to hang out. I was just going to take a, a nice jog around the place, just get a little bit of exercise. It was pretty hot, so I was like, oh, I'm going to hang out for like 30 minutes at the sports park. I don't usually go there. It's cool. Um, but it's it's a different place than what I'm used to. So usually what I do, I just walk around uh, my apartment complex here and, you know, it's good enough. But I was like, I got to get out. I got to go do something else because I've been in my apartment all day. So I went out to the sports park and there were hundreds of kids there. It was crazy. They were doing a, they were doing an Easter egg hunt. And I want to bring you some of the, the Brownsville stuff in the future too. So that's another thing that I want to, I want to um, kind of cover is like the local scene here, but also uh, I thought it was cool that I just happened upon that. I had no idea what was happening, you know, and I showed up and there was like a million, million people there. <laughs> They're all doing an Easter egg on all these kids were super excited. There were like three Easter buddies there. I was, I was pretty happy, but the, the horrible thing for me is that like there were, there was no, place to park. <laughs> yeah. So there was no place to park. I was just like, what am I going to do? I pulled into the parking lot and I was like in line to park. And I was like, I don't even feel comfortable walking here. Like there's so many little kids. I'm going to be doing like a little shimmy. I'm going to be like walking down the, the sidewalk and like run into a kid. You know, <laughs> there's too many kids. So I just took a little side route and got out of there. And then there's another part of the sports park that didn't have anybody there because there were uh, the bunny rabbits were on the one side. The Easter bunny was on the one side and then nobody was on the other side. So I went around the other side 
and uh, there was nobody there. There's like, I don't know, maybe 30 people there. So I just hung out, did my walk, and then uh, got back in my car, took off, and uh, updated some of the the uh, production stuff here. Uh, this is some footage that I actually shot. Speaking of production, some of the footage that I shot yesterday before the cryo test of Booster 7, Michael, um, I was down there and I got kicked out of Starbase. I say kicked out in a broader sense because they shut down the roads at Starbase when they do testing. And uh, yesterday they did the cryo test. And some people think um, that it may have been um, due to the the frosted section of the LOX tank on Booster 7. Um, there may have been a structural test for the center 13 engines of Booster 7. So that's kind of where we're at right now with Booster 7. And there was a road closure this morning. I don't know if I even have the road closures up here. Um, but there was a road closure this morning. And let me get that out for you here for the road closures. But there was a road closure this morning really early, really, really early a.m. Let me show this to you. And um, nothing really happened. We couldn't see if anything really happened here. So Thursday the beach was closed. The roads were closed on the way down to Starbase. Friday morning, 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. We thought Booster 7 was going to move someplace or Ship 20 was going to move someplace. So they're going to move something somewhere um, because there was a temporary intermittent closure for the beach and for the road, which is Highway 4 that goes down to Starbase all the way from Brownsville. Nothing. We didn't see any movement. Didn't see anything like that from either of those structures. So Booster 7 still there. Uh, ship 20 is still there. But Monday, they have a passable closure from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., 12 hours. Why would they do it at 6 a.m.? 6 a.m. is a really good time to move something because nobody's there. Literally, nobody is down at Starbase at 6 a.m. in the morning unless you, you know, maybe you're traveling from someplace and you're like, I got to get there early. I got to see what's happening. But also the last few days, like you've seen from the footage, it is absolutely foggy here. So in the mornings, it looks like this sometimes. So if they're going to be moving a booster from the production facility or from the launch site to the production facility, or if they're going to be moving a ship from the launch site to the production facility, the fog in the morning is pretty incredibly crazy. So it might be a good idea for them to move it a little bit later, maybe from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Maybe they get it all set up from 6 a.m. to about 7 or 8 a.m. 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. <laughs> Sorry, mess it up twice. 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Maybe they do that. They get it all set up. They get it ready to move for Booster 4. I don't think they're going to be moving Booster 7 yet. They may be moving Booster 4 and Ship 20 out of there because the road by the production site is finished. They finished up the construction down there, so they could be moving Booster 4 and Ship 20 out of there. And also, they may move Booster 7 from the launch site to the production site to put the engines on it. Because if it successfully did all these cryo tests, pressure tests, etc., of course, they need to put engines on this thing to test out to see if they fit, one, a fit test, and two, to see if they can do a cryo test with the engines on it. And Elon wants to launch in May. So this is a really good time to do that. It's the 15th of April right now. In two days, it's Easter. And in the next, you know, 15, 20 days, um, they want to get pretty close to a launchable state. That's Booster 4 right there. Those are the uh, 
the covers on booster four, but they, they want to get close to a launchable state for, um, a full stack starship, right? So now we have, we have booster seven down there. I don't know if booster seven's going to make it. I don't know because booster eight is very, very similar to booster seven. So if they do all this stuff on booster seven, and I've said this before in the, you know, I'm like, why would they launch anything else other than booster four? Right. And I'm, and I'm okay with being wrong, you know, and a lot of people, they just don't talk about it. They don't talk about when they're wrong. I'm going to talk about it. I was a big proponent of booster four. I wanted booster four to launch. I wanted booster four ship 20 to launch because I was like, why would they waste the time on getting uh, another booster and another ship ready when they could just launch what they have already. I wasn't sure because we didn't have the information. We didn't have the data for the new Raptors until Elon said they're really close to having a full set of Raptors, um, you know, in April, you know, like we didn't know, we didn't know anything. Like we were, we were seeing the tests at McGregor. We were seeing the tests every, you know, every place we were like, okay, what are these things going to be shipped to Starbase? And then the fact that they weren't for a while, I was like, they may as well, they may as well fly ship 20 booster four, because we don't know when the next, uh, the next stuff is coming down. The next engines are coming down to Starbase. So I was a big proponent a booster four ship 20. <laughs> yeah. Booster eights in the high bait, right? Exactly. Michael. That's what I'm saying. It's close. It's close. So they could have been doing the crowd test. It's very similar. As far as we know, from all the parts that we've seen on the ground, from all the pieces of booster eight that we've seen, it's almost identical to booster seven. Uh, there's small changes and I'm not exactly sure what they are off the top of my head. Um, but, um, you know, the, the fact that booster seven's, the same and booster eight has better welds. I've seen better, way better welds on booster eight than I have on seven. So switch them out, you know, booster eight could get done. Maybe they could get really close over the weekend and then they could ship. I mean the, the Monday, this is just all speculation because we don't know what's going to happen. Um, the, um, the, the booster seven right now, they could ship that back to the production site. They could ship booster four and ship 20 back to the production site or to the rocket garden, which is probably the case or destroy them, you know, booster four, they don't need them, but they do need the engines. They might want to keep the engines for some reason. Um, so maybe just maybe they'll be shipping those things out on Monday um, during the road closure. And then maybe, and I don't think this is going to happen, but maybe they're going to ship booster seven back to the production site and booster eight down to the launch site. I don't think that's going to happen though. That's a lot of movement one day. Um, but ship 20 ship 20 is out of the way. Booster four is out of the way. They don't need to move them. Um, but they could, if they wanted to, you know, they have the, they have the facilities, they have all the stuff. It's ready to go. Um, Starbase has gotten in the habit of doing a port work under cover of darkness. Yes, Michael, that's what I'm thinking. So Monday, super early Monday morning, 6 a.m., maybe under the cover of darkness and fog, they move it out. Because, I mean, we've seen it happen before. Like you said, they move things all the time. They do stuff all the time under the cover of darkness. So, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, just curious. Jet, yep, we can see you, man. We can see you. Um 
Michael Max says S25 or S26 has the payload doors. Yeah, I've seen that too. Um, that's incredible that they're working on a prototype of the payload doors so soon, even though they don't have any payload other than Starlink to launch. And there was a couple mock-ups that I've seen on Twitter, and I'm not sure exactly where they are or who posted them, but they're very um, very um, convincing mock-ups that I've seen of people um, making a, a Starlink configuration within Starship. And uh, we're just going to have to wait and see how that turns out because in the next, you know, maybe these are, these may be pathfinders uh, for the, for the future bay doors. And, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be incredible for the next, I don't know, month or so to see how fast they build everything down here at Starbase. It's going to be incredible. Um, and then in the next two, three months, if the FAA gives them approval to launch, it's going to be a incredible scene to watch all this stuff culminate. The things that they've been doing for years culminate into some gigantic launch of this monstrous rocket. And hopefully it flies. Elon says the the Raptors, the new Raptors, Raptor 2s, are better than the current a generation. So move down from the first generation now into generation two. And this is what they're going to be sticking with as far as we know uh, for the future. So if he says they're more reliable, more thrust, more power, um, I hope it works out and I hope they can figure out the, the configuration for, um, for the bay, you know, for, to launch something the first time when they're in orbit. I think that would be really cool. Um, I don't think it's, possible the first time you know they have to just do a flight test you know like i don't think they're going to do anything as far as opening up the hatch and you know releasing some starlink satellites i don't know though because they may be further along that track than we know because like michael says uh they do things and you know they do some things that we're not aware of and they do a lot of their stuff at starbase under the under the guise of darkness you know like under the under the darkness of night or morning they move a lot of the important stuff. They do a lot of important stuff that we're not sure of and we don't see because we can't be there all the time. I can't be there all the time. Six o'clock in the morning, um, pretty early. I have to wake up at five and get down there in hopes of something happening throughout the day from 5 a.m. till 6 p.m. And that's a, you know, that's a 14 hour day of just maybe, maybe something happening. But there are a ton of other reporters out there that are doing just that. There's a lot of robot cameras too out there. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a ton of stuff out there, tons of content. Um, probably Jessica Kirsch would probably be down there. <laughs> she, she likes to get down there early. She was down there early today too. She'd probably be down there on the side of the road, just hanging out in the Kirsch, uh, the, the Kirsch cruiser. <laughs> it's like chilling out with Starlink. Um, Jess says, I'd rather, uh, the fog be there until Elon's ready to launch. Nobody can see from above if fog is covering it. Who knows? Maybe it's artificial fog. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think that could be, I wish, I wish that were a thing, you know, that it could be artificial fog, but man, I've seen it roll off a roll in from the Gulf and it is, it's like a, a cloud, just like, <laughs> Like right at, it's crazy. It looks awesome. And you can see it from miles away. Like when the fog rolls in from the beach and you're like at the, at the uh, production facility, you can see it coming in. You can see the weather. Like it's so cool. If you're into weather stuff too, 
um, if you're into clouds and if you're, you know, like the whole atmosphere, it's a really great place because it's literally just like super flat, super flat down there at Starbase. And you can see everything that you can see the clouds on the horizon and the, the clouds look like they're super low and they always look like they're right behind starships. So it's really neat to watch all that stuff. Um, so I have to take a quick break and ask you to please uh, take a second and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, because uh, we talk about this stuff all the time. We talk about starships. We talk about, um, you know, NASA, space flight, everything like that. And if you could just do me a favor, hit the subscribe button. Takes a second. It's free. And, you know, it helps out the channel tremendously. And also, please give this a thumbs up because we have conversations like this all the time. Um, you know, the audience is it is the show. You know, uh, the I get ideas from people in chat. I get ideas from um Everybody that I interact with when I do these shows. So this isn't just about me and telling the news. This is about building up this community and building up um, everybody communicating together. So it's a it's a communication thing. So if you could just give me a thumbs up, give me a, a sub, that'd be really helpful. And if you if you love the show, um, become a member. It really helps. Or super chat too. So let's move on to a little bit of NASA news because I want to show you this cool vehicle that nasa is working on with a cool company hydrate debs you're right here we go i talked for like i don't know 30 minutes or whatever i didn't stop thanks debs this show is brought to you by backblaze i use backblaze to back up my podcast my video files all of my writing stuff and all my photos and you get unlimited computer backup for macs and pcs for just seven dollars a month you can back up your own documents, photos, videos, drawings, projects, all of your data and access your backed up data from anywhere in the world using the web app. And you can access the files on your mobile too. iOS, Android apps, all covered. And this is the cool part. This is my favorite part. You can restore it by mail. A hard drive will come to your house with all your data shipped to your door. It could come to your business too. And you can restore return refund program. So you can buy a hard drive restore, send the hard drive back within 30 days, and get a full refund. So basically they ship you this hard drive and then you ship it back and you don't ever pay for it, which is the perfect program for somebody who has huge files and you don't want to waste days and days downloading terabytes and teraflops of data. And if you're worried about accidentally deleting your files, two bucks extra a month, you can increase your retention history to one year. And I use it for all of my video files. It comes in super handy. So $7 plus $2, $9 a month, and you get everything backed up. Ease of mind for up to a year. And if you use the URL backblaze.com slash Elon, you get a fully featured 15 day, no credit card required free trial. Check it out. Play with it. Start protecting yourself from potential bad times. Back your stuff up. It's recommended by the New York Times, Inc., Macworld, PC World, LifeWire, Wired, Tom's Guide, 9to5Mac, and more. And it's recently been listed on the NASDAQ Stock Exchange under BLZE, so you know they're legit. Backblaze is committed more than ever to bringing easy and affordable data storage that you can trust. Don't be that person that forgot to back up their important files. We've got your back. Sign up for a free 15-day trial. No credit card required. Go there, sign up, play with it. It's really powerful and it's really easy to use. So go to backblaze.com slash Elon. Backblaze.com slash Elon. Backblaze.com slash Elon. You should get a starship. You should get a starship any moment now. So 
There you go, Dubs. You get your starship. And if you uh, super chat, you'll get your own private starship launch on the Space News Pod. Thanks so much for that, Dubs. That's gas money to get down to Starbase. Thank you so much. That's that's food money. That's water money for the trips. Um, there's lots of... Um, there's a lot of people, actually. Let me let me actually. I want to talk to you guys about this too because I think it's kind of cool. Um, it's kind of cool. Starship without the fog. It's kind of cool to to go down to Starbase, right? Um, it's kind of cool to go down to Starbase and like to visit with people, right? And there's a lot of people that go down to Starbase. They don't know how to uh, how to get ready for it, you know, because Starbase is pretty much out in the middle of nowhere. 30 minutes out in the, in the middle of nowhere. There's no amenities, no drinks, no food, no nothing, no bathrooms. There's no place to get gas. So I always bring a trunk full of water and snacks, right? And I, I always feel like it's important that when you're down there, you help people out too. There's a community at Starbase as well. So that's the kind of community I want to bring here. Somebody, someplace that's giving to each other. People like I've met so many cool people from all over the world due to this channel and also due to my adventures down at Starbase. I met people from all over the world. Uh, people from Africa, people from the UK, people from everywhere, England, every, everywhere. It doesn't matter. Florida, <laughs> you know, they're just a hop over the, the Gulf, but I've seen them all, you know, and a lot of people super nice, super giving. So that's what I, I want to bring to this community is we all work together here. You know, we're all here to to have a, a fun time and talk about the information and uh, space flight and Elon. So let's talk about something else. The NASA thing that I was going to get into, this is cool. So NASA is switching to a new, uh, a new van, a transportation vehicle, the canoe, C-A-N-O-O, at canoe on Twitter. Meet NASA's new crew transportation vehicle. We're honored to be chosen by one of the most respected institutions in the world for this mission. Man, so cool. Michael Maxey. Wow. Thank you so much for that uh, super burger. <laughs> thank you, man. I appreciate that. I really do. Um, let's get you. Uh, let's get you a starship. Um we're honored to be chosen by one of the most respected institutions in the world for this mission at Canoe um, with NASA. There is space for everybody. Artemis Moonshot, read more. And the Bitly, that's so cool. They have um, – so Canoe is a – it's an electric car company. Um, there's – there's numerous models, and I want to show you some of that stuff that they did. But here's the press release from Canoe about the NASA missions. As the partners with Canoe, Justin, Texas, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration selected Canoe Inc., a high-tech advanced mobility company, to provide crew transportation vehicles uh, for crewed Artemis lunar exploration launches. You know, and everybody thought that it was going to be SpaceX or not SpaceX, Elon's uh, Tesla, because they use those for the crew missions. But these missions. Uh, Artemis lunar missions, they may have to bring other things with them, right? So uh, lunar missions, they might have to bring a little bit more. They have to have a, a big, wide open van or something like that. That's what I'm thinking. It's a, it's, it's a PR thing too. You know, why give Elon everything? 
why give SpaceX, why give Tesla everything? Canoe makes good stuff. They have, they also have a, a platform for people to build on. So um, let's take a look. We're honored to transport the Artemis crew to the launch site for the first human landing, lunar landing in more than 50 years. That's a pretty big deal for a small company like Canoe. It's crazy that NASA would choose a small company like this without a track record, really. Canoe is a small company, but they do, you know, they're, they're high tech, they're moving forward, but it, if they can build this cool car for NASA, and they also, they have prototypes out there, they have cars out there, they have vans out there. High tech mobility company, we're inspired by NASA's pioneering and trailblazing spirit. Our customized vehicles are modular and upgradable. This is pretty cool too. Throughout their life cycle with a high level of recyclability at the end of life, Canoes made in America, electric vehicles embody our nation's ingenuity, da da da. Designing with the human in mind, the crew transportation vehicle must carry full suited astronauts, flight support staff, and equipment to the launch site. That's what I was saying. Not a lot of those things can fit in a Tesla. So Teslas aren't huge, uh, but a big van could be very helpful. And maybe they did approach Tesla. Maybe, you know, maybe Maybe they had talks with Elon. They were like, hey, could you build us this? You know, this like kind of a back, uh, you know, a backstage meeting. And he was probably like, eh, we want to focus on other stuff because building something for NASA for this would be cool. But the Elon and, you know, Tesla is worried about building cars for the consumer. So um, it's like an Astrovan, but cool. <laughs> You know, the old Astrovans are really cool. Uh, Michael Maxey says, Canoe is a rolling RV. Exactly. It's a it's a pretty big vehicle. And here are some some um, shots of this thing. The, the Canoe, it's a platform, right? So you can put anything on this platform. It's extensible. You can move it. You can make it bigger. You can make it smaller. Whatever you want to do. It's like a Lego set for a car, basically. So you put the, put the pieces together and you make this cool, cool car. And then there's some interior. It's a pretty big area. You know, if you've ever been to, um, you know, if you've ever been to a theme park where they have rides like this, you know, where they have a shuttle, this is basically a shuttle van, but um, a new high tech shuttle van with like, how crazy does this thing look? It looks pretty minimal. There's like the screen is like not there. It's like a phone. You know, you plug in your phone and that's the only screen you get. It's not like this big 14 inch Tesla screen. But it's just a little phone. It's kind of crazy. But, of course, it's extensible, like I said. But look at how cool that is. That's going to look rad. If they paint that thing, like, black like that with the NASA logo, that looks pretty killer right now. And, um, yeah, it just looks it looks so cool. But, as you can see, the front and the back look very similar. Um in the middle, it's just two big doors, right? So it's easy for people to get in and out of. They're in their big spacesuits. You know, there's not a not a lot of room to wiggle around in this or to wiggle around in a Tesla compared to this thing. So I think they made the right choice here. Even though Canoe is, um, you know, Canoe's the um, it's like it's one of those things that I, I've heard about, but it's not really that popular in the EV space. It's like, um. It's a, it's a, it's a, like a, I don't know how to explain it, but it's a workhorse, you know, like they're going to be doing things for the general public as opposed to people who buy cars, you know? So it, it's more of a transportation company rather than a car company. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. I think, I think it's a pretty neat idea and I think it's a pretty cool looking vehicle considering, um, 
what's available at this time and considering what they needed for a vehicle. That's what's really the most important thing. These astronauts need a vehicle that can fit them and all their gear and the other people that are helping them get to the launch site. So pretty cool. Canoe, congrats. Um, Paw Angel says, is Texas going to lose Starbase to Florida? Uh, that's a really big question, and I think what's going to happen, and this is just me from 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 being down here at Starbase a lot. I don't think they're going to move everything to um, to Florida. I think what's going to happen is if this does, um, if the FAA doesn't give them um, permission, then I think they're going to keep this as an R and D facility, and there is. I mean, the governor of Texas is highly behind SpaceX being here. Like the other day, he was down at the port of Brownsville and he was pushing SpaceX. He was pushing Elon. He was he was just saying, look, we're going to do everything in our power, whatever we can do to keep SpaceX here, to keep Elon and his companies here, because they work already with Tesla and they're really like they really want to move forward with the future down here at the tip of Texas and they want to keep Starbase here. So if anything right away, you know, if they if they fail this FAA thing, if they fail the uh, environmental stuff, I think they're going to stay here, but I think it's going to be R&D and then Florida will build what they learn here so they can launch from Florida. So it's going to be uh it's going to be pretty close. I mean, we're what 15 days, 14 days away from from uh, knowing what the FAA is going to say about the environmental uh, stuff. So, I mean, we don't have much time and hopefully it works out well in SpaceX's favor. And if that's the case, they're going to be launching here uh, sometime this summer. And hopefully it's not 104 degrees like it was the other day. I'm just saying that was really hot. <laughs> um, hey, what's up, Eptop World? Uh, Michael Maxey says the canoe will be a rolling clean room for NASA. Yeah, exactly. They, ha they had to have the specifications um, for, a, for a, a lunar launch so these people can go to the moon and it's clean. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Tesla wants, Texas wants Tesla, SpaceX boring and Neuralink. Solar city is a toss up. Yeah, exactly. It's Texas is a, is a place where Elon has, um, stated that he wants to be, you know, he moved his residence to Tesla or to Tesla, to Texas, moved Tesla to Texas. The gigafactory in Austin is humongous. So, um, the fact that Elon's moving all of his companies here, it's a lot of revenue for Texas, too. I mean, if if these people and it's just the local economy here in Brownsville has gone way up because the people living in Brownsville work in Brownsville or the surrounding area and they spend their money here. Whether if they go out of town to do whatever, uh, that's fine, but they have to buy the gas in Brownsville to get out of town. You know, that's they might buy a plane ticket at the, uh, you know, at the Brownsville Airport. They might go to South Padre Island, have a have a cocktail, surf a little bit. Who knows? You know, there's a, there's a lot of things that people could do here, let alone buy everything else for their house. Like when I moved here, I had to buy everything for this apartment. So it's like they got my money, you know, so the other thousands of people that already worked here and then the new people that came in just for SpaceX. It's uh, the other thousands of people that came in just to work for SpaceX is uh, so big, so big for the economy here. And, you know, tens of thousands of people have put their put their work and time and money into this area. So 
it's I think it's a big deal for Texas and they're going to do everything they can to keep SpaceX here, keep them happy, you know, make SpaceX happy and do everything they can to to kind of uh, facilitate the uh, the uh, the launches from uh, the Boca Chica area. That was a great question, though, by the way, Pa. Great question, because that's it's on everybody's mind. Like, where are they going? Where's SpaceX going? But I think, you know, I I, I hope they launch from here, but I think it's going to be um, Florida. So. Yeah, let's uh, let's take a second here, and I gotta get this out of out of my face here. There's a there was a rocket in my face here. I gotta switch scenes here. Um, we gotta talk about something else too. There's another thing that I want to talk about real quick, um, and this is a, this is another NASA thing, and I think it's really cool, um, and it's a little bit off the beaten path, off the track a little bit, uh, but I think you guys would enjoy this. Uh, uh, Jock says, thank you for your detailed following of SpaceX. Thanks you. Thank you for following the channel, man. Appreciate that. Prefabricated homes will really take off in the RGV if SpaceX stays. Yeah, I think so too. Um, how far away do people have to be when they finally do that orbital launch? I don't, I think it's seven miles. I think it's seven miles. Um, but I, it's, it's up in the air right now because the other launches were seven miles. Um, ish the stay out zone was seven miles, no fly zone, no boat zone, no people zone. Um, so if they're going to be doing an orbital launch, I'm assuming it's going to be similar, but it may be bigger and maybe nine miles. Um, you know, the, the whole highway four, they could close that whole thing down. They could close down the whole highway until, you know, even rocket ranch who, I mean, the rocket ranch is seven ish miles away. Um, and if they say there's a no fly zone, um, or no, a no people zone for nine miles. Rocket Ranch might not have a, um, you know, in Rocket Ranch, if you're not familiar with the area, Rocket Ranch is a place where you can go and hang out and watch launches, watch SpaceX do their launches, and you can rent a room for the night. You can you can camp there. Um, they have cool facilities and cool people to run it, like really nice people to run it. So um, nine miles, seven to nine miles is. Uh, I think that's key right there. Somewhere in, in that range, I think. Um, your background is awesome. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks. Uh, that is crazy loud. Um, wait, what's crazy loud? The launch? Are we talking about? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, well, I don't think it's going to be super loud, though, because they, they've done tests. And the loudness of of the... Well, I guess it's different when you launch a prototype of a starship than it is if you launch something with... Raptor twos that's gigantic and has many more star or 10 times as many, uh, Raptors on it. So yeah, I think the, I think the, the, the launch is going to be much louder. So that's another thing with the environmental review. Like how does that affect wildlife here in the RGV? So yeah, Port Isabella is on the other side of Boca Chica Bay, approximately seven miles away. Yeah, that's the that's another thing. Like, what are they? They can't really get rid of like everybody at the port, you know, because the port is it's a hub of transportation. One, also of commerce, so they can't just get rid of everybody at the port, you know. So they can't just move like whole little towns because there's a bunch of little towns you know, over there. So they can't just move those people out of there and say, Hey, we got to move you out of here just because we're doing this rocket launch. Um, because what are they going to, where are they going to displace them to? Like, where do they go? It's like, Hey, leave your home for, 
the whole day because we're going to or leave your business for the whole day because we feel like we're launching this rocket. Um, yeah, so I think it's going to be around the seven to nine mile mark, but it might be off a little bit depending on where the where the mark is, you know. What how loud it'll be in comparison to Saturn V? I'm not sure because the suppression system was really important for Saturn V. So the um, suppression down here doesn't really exist yet, as far as we know. So um, yeah, we're we're hoping they have a sound suppression system because it's gonna be probably gonna be pretty loud. Um, now I want to show you this too. This is a fun one. So this is Barbie, right? After adding astronaut to her long list of careers in 1965, Barbie is embarking on her first ever mission to the space station. So this is going to be a quick one, but it's kind of fun. So Barbie, these are the old pictures. <laughs> the old you can tell you can tell by the by the way these things are built. They are from the 60s. Looking Barbie, how cool is that though? How cool is that that? That like to to make people aware that women can do great things like this. Women can go to the space station. Women can go to space. Barbie is sending Barbies <laughs> in partnership with ISS uh, Cassis two Barbie dolls um, travel to space as a part of the Barbie Mission Dreamstar Education Project, encouraging girls to consider careers in STEM, reminding them that nothing can stop them from achieving their dreams, not even gravity. So look at how cool these spacesuits are. <laughs> Super cool. eBay money. Yeah, Paul, I hear you. Will it be water sound suppression? Uh, happy. I'm not sure. I think that's the other thing. Where did they, they had a pond? So they have a, a artificial pond, um, slated for their updated um, uh, Army Corps of Engineers thing, but that is gone now because the Army uh, Corps of Engineers said, no, we're not going to let you expand right now. So um, the the future of that is kind of in question. So I hope so. Um, I love it. Uh, Jacques. Okay, Jacques. Thank you for being uh, intentionally respectful. A friendly reminder. Uh, it is initials acronym JOJK. Keep up your great SpaceX update work. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jock. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying here. It's a, it's hard. Everybody has their has their uh, acronyms in their names, and I try my hardest because most of the time I don't know what people's names are. I look at their name and I'm like, I can understand Jeff and Michael, and when, but I saw F'd Up World and I was like, E F T P F'd Up World. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> nothing, nothing personal. It's just tough. It's tough sometimes to see people's names. Uh, Barbie might be the zero G indicator for crew for it. That would be pretty sweet. How cool would that be though? That'd be pretty awesome. That'd be really fun, but that's pretty much it. You know, zero, zero, uh, in zero G. There we go. We got some Barbies up in space. Look at that. That's so cool. And they're good photos too. Uh, shot in the International Space Station, 3-14-22, March 14th. <laughs> That's just neat. It's just neat to see, you know, like toys in space in that, you know, some, something like Barbie could could actually spend some, some you know, hard-earned money, some Barbie money on the International Space Station. Um, now, let's, let's talk about something super serious here. Elon Musk and Twitter. Let's move on a little bit so we can talk about Elon Musk. Trying to buy Twitter, which is probably, you know, it's 
he's thinking about it. But could it be could it be a a ploy for Elon to make the stock go down? And then he could buy a lot more of it at a lot cheaper price, possibly. Or when the stock tanks, maybe this is the move that he's doing. Maybe if the stock tanks, people will be more willing to sell it. So he could just do a hostile takeover, take over everything, and just wipe them out. You know, take all that, take all that money. Now let me know if you're watching this later. Let me know in the comments what you think. Let me know what you think Elon's going to be doing with Twitter. Do you think he's going to be buying it outright? Do you think Twitter will sell to him? Or do you think that Elon is doing a power move here by saying, okay, we're going to be doing, uh, I'm going to be buying this for X amount of dollars at $54.20, $5,420. And if you don't buy it, that's my final offer. That's all you get. You know, so I, I thought it was funny because the the 5420, of course, is funny. But somebody that does this all the time is Mark Cuban. They say, this is, my, this is it. Just don't talk to me. You take my deal or you leave my deal. That's it. Take it or leave it. I watch a lot of Star, uh, Shark Tank. I was going to say Star Trek, but I do that too. Shark Tank. And Mark Cuban actually tweeted about this. I want to show you this. Mark Cuban. A little bit of profanity here. My conclusion, Elon Musk is effing with the SEC. His filing with the SEC allows him to say he wants to take a company private for $54.20 uh, versus his, and considering taking Tesla private at $420, funding secured, price go up, his shares get sold, profit SEC like WTF just happened. So <laughs> Mark Cuban is funny. Um, he's a, a no-nonsense business person. Does this thing? He wants to take the company private for fifty-four dollars and twenty cents, five four twenty. Um, should have just done it at sixty-nine dollars per share. Um, Michael Maxi says one Twitter stock owner says he will sell his to Elon for sixty-nine dollars a share. Yeah, exactly. He should have just done it. He should have just done it. Yeah, he should have just done it. So here's another here's another thing about the Twitter. A Twitter deal going on. And I'm going to show you this Wall Street Journal article. While Elon is trying to buy Twitter Inc., he's no longer the company's largest stake shareholder. So Elon was the shareholder, the largest shareholder for a few days. Funds held by Vanguard Group recently upped this their stake in the social media platform, making the asset manager Twitter's largest shareholder and bumping Mr. Musk out of the top spot. So Elon is even the, the largest shareholder anymore. So Vanguard Group, an investment group, uh, has a little bit more than Elon does. Vanguard disclosed on April 8th that it now owns 82.4 million shares of Twitter, or 10.3% of the company. Elon had about nine-ish. Um, so the the fact that Elon is doing all this, like, is this, some people say it's a pump and dump. Some people say he's pumping up the stock price and then he's going to sell it off. You know, because why would he keep his shares? He said this in a tweet. Why would I keep my shares if these people aren't willing to move forward with what the company could be. And this is a, a, a classic, classic thing that people uh, say Elon does, that he pumps up Dogecoin and then he sells a bunch of it. But he doesn't sell a bunch of it. He said he just holds on to it. He said numerous times that he just holds on to his Doge. And the fact that, um, you know, People are saying he's he's pumping this up and then he's getting to, you know, he's trying to get the price going up and up and up because there's a war for Twitter going on right now, um, a financial war, is that 
they're, they think he's going to sell off all of his stocks and make, you know, a zillion bucks. But I don't think he really has the intention of selling off his stock right away. He's not a board member anymore. He stepped down from the board because he said he wanted to buy the, the company, right? So you can't, he couldn't buy the company if he was part of the board. So Elon stepped away. I think the, I think this is his power move. I think this is his power move. I think he's doing this for, and this is just speculation. You know, we don't know what's in Elon's head. We don't know what's in his portfolio. I think what's going to be happening is that Elon wants to buy everything from Twitter. And if he steps back and says, I'm not going to buy this, not worth it. I'm not going to buy the whole company. Or if Twitter says, hey, we can't sell to you because we have uh, our values don't line up with what you want to do with the company. Let the shareholders talk about it. You know, let the let the board talk about it. But Elon, you know, has something to say about another investor. Um, Al-Walid Talal. I don't believe that the proposed offer by Elon Musk, 5420, uh, comes close to the intrinsic value of Twitter, given its growth prospects. Being one of the largest and long-term shareholders of Twitter, Kingdom KHC, I reject this offer. Yeah. So this is a, another investment firm. Kingdom Company and I completely completed raising our ownership in Twitter company to 5.2%, bringing the market value of our ownership to more than 3.75 billion rials. So they have tons to invest in this. Now, Elon tweeted back. It did a little clap back. Interesting. Just two questions, if I may. How much of Twitter does the kingdom own, directly and indirectly? What are the kingdom's views on journalistic freedom of speech? So they didn't reply. They didn't say anything about it. This is the this is the end right here. Elon said, what are the kingdom's views on journalistic freedom of speech? People all over the world, if they have a company or if they're just a single person, they can buy stocks in Twitter, buy shares of Twitter. So this company... Um, is, you know, Elon wants to know how much do they own directly and indirectly, meaning sub companies, other entities, etc. And also he wants to know what are the kingdom's views on journalistic freedom of speech. So that's the one thing that Elon really wants to push forward is the freedom of speech on Twitter is more important to him than the money. He's like, I don't care if I make money, if I take this private. He's already loaded. The, the person of Elon Musk has so much money that he can just buy Twitter and just not care. He's just going to pay the people to run it. Doesn't care if it makes a profit. It's just a thing in his portfolio that he cares about and that he wants to make into a free speech platform, apparently. So uh, I don't know. I want to know what you guys think in the chat. And I want to know what you think in the, in the, um, in the comments about what you think Elon's going to be doing with Twitter. Because I think, I really do think, and I'm not an analyst. Don't take this as any sort of financial advice, but I think what's, what he's going to do. I think he's going to back off for a little bit, let people go crazy for a little bit with Twitter and then swoop in once the price goes down again and buy up a ton of stock and become the major shareholder again. Um, you know, take out uh, his competition, the Vanguard group now, and then slowly, slowly, slowly pick off little pieces here and there, and then eventually have a controlling stake in the company. And then nobody can do anything. You know, he owns the most of it. So uh, he has the has the the head of the table, so to speak. So he can be uh, be the top dog at Twitter. So 
then buy it outright because people are like, okay, he's doing doing good things, making us money, et cetera. Let's do this. So I think it might be, I think it might be that. I think he's going for the longer game, you know, is I think he's sort of longer game. I think they're going to pump it up right now. Like what's happening right now. There's a lot of talk about Twitter and people. Um, Michael Maxey says that uh, Twitter is presently selling for $52, right? So that's pretty good for Twitter. Um, so moving down the line, maybe it pumps up a bunch. People make a bunch of money. He makes a bunch of money. Maybe he sells off a few shares. And then later on, he buys them for a lower price. Or maybe he holds on to his shares. And then he buys them, buys more shares in the future and uh, slowly takes over the company by waiting for the price to go down again. Once all this. But then again, Twitter seems like it's very important right now because Elon, the most important guy in the world, you know, the most in- important uh you know, uh, entrepreneur in the world said he wants it. So if Elon would want it, why wouldn't anybody else be interested? You know, I thought about buying Twitter stock and I'm like, Oh wait, I don't have any money. (laughs) So the people that actually do have money, they're probably like, Oh yeah, let's buy some Twitter stock because Elon's interested. So we should probably be interested too, because he sees something in it that maybe we didn't see before. Um, so the, I think he's going for the long game. That's all I'm trying to say here. And I think I think he's going to succeed because he usually does with whatever he wants. Uh, I kind of love Etsy says, I think you might be right. Thank you for that. Simon says the fact that Big Corp don't want Elon to buy out Twitter says a thousand words. True democracy is free speech. I agree. Now, there's another there's another part of this that we have to we have to think about. Okay, so the the fact that Elon may buy Twitter and if he does buy Twitter, he's a proponent of free speech. The free speech super important to everybody in the world, right? Just being able to say whatever you want, but with uh, repercussions, right? I think that's the, that's the thing. Um, The repercussions of what you say, that's not under your control. If you say something stupid, someone's going to be like, Hey, stupid, that was stupid. You know, don't say that stupid thing. If you're a jerk, people should be able to call you a jerk, you know, because you're being a jerk. It's one of those things. So, um, We've seen communities like 4chan. We've seen communities like all the other, you know, Reddit is part of that too, um, where there's a lot of hate speech, a lot of a lot of horrible people say horrible things about innocent people on other platforms. And if Elon makes Twitter into a place where those horrible people can come and hang out and just say whatever they want, wouldn't that destroy Twitter from what it is now into some sort of um Edge lord, meme lord, sort of um, back alley, gross place to be, as opposed to where it is now, where it's it's pretty cool. Like it's a pretty nice place. You don't have you don't feel like you're going to get attacked all the time, and being attacked on the internet really isn't that fun. But also knowing that um, you know knowing that Elon is such a proponent of free speech, like where are the where are the the boundaries that it's going to put in place? And if there are any boundaries, I should say, are there going to be any boundaries that he puts in place? And if so, how effective are those boundaries going to be for people that, um, you know, are just mean, really, really horrible people? So um, harassment online, huge deal. It hurts people. It hurts so many people. And if they can um, if they can mitigate those horrible people, the the harassers, the people that are, you know, doing bad things, um, then that would be great. 
And I think Twitter so far has done a really great job of that. And um, the I think Elon is really okay with people talking about things as long as they're not being horrible. Um, but you should be able to say those things in some context. Uh, Michael Maxey says, Elon believes in responsible free speech, not propaganda and misinformation being spread on Twitter, like what happens on Facebook. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, <laughs> yeah, Facebook is just a, a garbage hole, um, in my opinion. Facebook is uh, it's a good place because your, your older relatives um, have a account there and like every once in a while they'll, they'll message you or like your old friends from 20 years ago or whatever, they'll hit you up and be like, Hey, how are you doing? And you're like, after like, I don't use Facebook anymore. I have a, I have a space news pod account on there and I have my, my own account on there, but I just don't use it. Like I log in once a month and I'm like, this is garbage. You know, um, it's, uh, I, I just haven't, I haven't logged in. So I hope it doesn't turn into that. Um, Paul Angel says YouTube can be just as bad. Yeah. Some of the YouTube stuff is just, you know, sometimes some of the comments are just not the best comments. You know, some of the, some of the interactions just not good. They have a pretty strict, um, comment filter now that you can engage on your videos, which is really nice because then like you've got to really prove that you're making a contribution to that page, which is really cool. Um, as opposed to like, I've gotten some, I've gotten some really, really funny. Like I think I, I don't care. Like I, if you're going to say something stupid on the internet, then you're the dumb one. You know, like if you're going to be doing something really like mean to somebody on the internet, like go have a good day. I don't care. So I've had some of those comments and I'm like, and then like the ones that are held for review. Um, and I, I've looked at them and I'm just like, I, I laugh at them and then I send them to my friends and go like, wow, this person's awesome. <laughs> like what's wrong with this person? Um, but I know that there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of horrible people out there that are just there to hurt people. And if Elon can find a way to mitigate that horribleness, um, I think Twitter is going to be in a good place if he does end up buying it in the future. Um, Knight SLDR says my Twitter got hacked past months. The name has changed to Elon Musk. Um, did you, did they start doing uh, crypto scams on your account too? Because that's a huge one on Twitter too. Elon said he wants to uh, take care of that too. All the Twitter, all the uh, crypto scams and all the scammers out there too. So I think that'd be cool if, if that were to be the case, if Twitter, if maybe even if he just pushes Twitter in that direction to get rid of all the scammers, that would be a great place to be like some of the, like I can't do Twitter for more than, I don't know. I do it at like 20 minute intervals at the most. And I'm like, Hey, what's going on? Okay. This is horrible. You know, like, <laughs> like all these scammers and stuff. Like every time Elon tweets something, there's like 50 bots that try to uh, get your Bitcoin, you know, and they have his profile picture. They have his name, all that stuff. And it's like, man, how do you do that? Like, how do how do they pull that off and keep their accounts other than they're just a, they're bot farms, you know? Um, what do you think about common sense skeptic? How do you think he will react to SpaceX landing people on Mars? Ooh, um, I don't know. I don't really get into all that beef, um, the common sense skeptic stuff, because for me, not worth my time. I'd rather focus on positive things. Um, I'm a I'm a huge proponent of people landing on Mars. And if SpaceX can pull it off, that's great. And if they can't, I'm not going to be the one that's 
you know, I'm not going to be the one that points fingers and, you know, I'm going to be responsible, a responsible adult, <laughs> basically, and say, hey, that's cool that they did it. Or, oh, that sucks that they didn't do it. That's it. Like, those are the only two responses you need for those. Like, oh, that's that's a shame that they didn't get it done. Or that's really cool that they got it done. Like, those are the only two things you can think of. Like, it would have been great, but it didn't happen. Or that's really sweet. Those are the only two responses you ever need for that. You don't need, like, you don't need to go into, you know, uh, trying to prove yourself because you're not Elon and you're not SpaceX. You don't need to. So you don't need to prove yourself for that kind of stuff. And I know, like, as a person, as a normal person, sometimes I'm wrong, you know, and I'm totally fine with that. And I think that's what a mature person would say. It's like, hey, man, I'm wrong. It's okay. I'm I'm fine with it. Uh, did I learn something? Yes. As long as you learn something from being wrong, then that's cool. But if you did something right and you said, "Hey, this is this is what I think is going to happen," and then you predict something that's going to happen because of data, that's great. But um, the the fact that people make such a big deal about it, um, it's just too much. You know, it's too much for me. I'm not that kind of person. I don't care. <laughs> like, I got, I've got good friends, right? I got good friends. I got good family. I've got this YouTube channel. I'm living at Starbase. Like, you know, I don't live at Starbase. I live close to Starbase. I can go down there whenever I want to. My life is pretty okay. You know, like, it could be way, way worse. I don't care about anybody else's YouTube channel um, when they're trying to prove something prove the everybody else wrong. So it's a little rant, but thanks for that question. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty insightful. I like that. Living the dream. Yeah. I'd read for Debs. Um, YouTube has turned the dislike button into a block button. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of blocking going on. You know, I think the, um, you know, I've blocked some people on my YouTube channel just because they're just, like don't don't add to the conversation you know like that's the that's the the part that i don't understand is why you would why you would be part of a community on youtube if you don't add to the community um i want people on this channel to be nice be good to each other and support each other and also just be good people you know uh, just just love the same things. You know, we all love space flight. We all love that stuff. So that's all we want. Like, that's all I, I want to hang out with people that are like-minded. You know, that's pretty much it. And the the fact that, um, you know, there are trolls. There's always going to be trolls. There have always been trolls on the internet. I was a troll when I was a kid on the internet, like straight up. <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, some of the things that I used to say when I gamed, it was horrible Pe about people's moms. You know, everyone says that stuff, but it's like, it's like, man, how do you, you know, how do you get through that and move on from being that person into being like, you know, part of the community? And that's, that's an important thing to think about. Um, and so Rico says, perhaps instead of policing speech, Twitter could encourage users to stop being so fragile. Well, it could be that, or just tell people to stop being jerks that, you know, like that's the, that's part of it. You know, everyone's different. You know, every, everyone is brought up different. Everyone is a, a different person. Like my feelings are different than your feelings. Um, you know, so we're not the same people. 
it, something that you say could hurt somebody else's feelings. Something that I say could hurt somebody's feelings. But as long as there's a communication in with that, as opposed to just, um, you know, just just stopping, or just don't be mean. Like that's. I wish I just had like a. I think there's shirts, but just like a shirt that says "Don't be mean." Like just be nice to people. Why are you being a jerk? You know. <laughs> Michael Maxi trash talking is like rubbing and auto racing. Yeah, it is. It's just trash talking. Like when you're a kid, you know, I, I do it sometimes too now. And I'm an adult, you know, I play PUBG, you know, I play games on my Twitch channel, um, you know, and, and like, I'm sometimes I'd say stupid stuff on there. It's fine. Like you just do that. It's, it's a good way to vent your frustrations, but just don't do it to the person. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's a thing. Like, I usually say like, oh, whatever, you know, like stupid idiot or whatever, (laughs) whatever, like a stupid idiot. Like that, I say things to make myself laugh and not in a, in a horrible way to people. You know, it's like, dude, come on. Um, Yeah, I think, I think um, Rico, you have a, you have a a good point where um, people do overreact to things that are said to them on social media. And sometimes when things are said to you on social media, they really do hurt some people. Um, if they don't hurt you, that's fine. But if they do hurt you, that's a time for you to take a break from social media as well. You know, maybe that's the right thing for you to do as opposed to, you know, trying to get in an argument, a flame war with somebody because flame wars have been around since the beginning of time. You know, it used to be in front of a campfire. It used to be when people were in a town square, when people were at the store together, when people are at the pub or whatever. But now, if you say it on Twitter or you say it on social media, there's a whole different dynamic that happens because there's feelings involved as well. But you can't talk directly back to the person. You know what I'm saying? You can't talk directly back to them. They're hiding behind a computer. So it's, you know, you can't really have a discussion. You can't say, why do you feel like this? Because it'll shut you down. It's easy to shut somebody down on the internet. Um, I was, I asked somebody, this is one of the things that I did the other day. And I thought it was uh, a funny kind of interaction with somebody. I forgot what it was. Um, exactly what it was. I think they were talking smack about Elon. Let me see if I can find it. It's kind of. I want to see if I can find this conversation just so I can, can, uh, um, oh, here we go. Uh, they were talking about, <laughs> they're talking about the, uh, first all civilian space crew to be docked to the international space station, the AX one mission. Um, so somebody said, F this, this is not impressive anymore. Space is something that should be admired by many, visited by few billionaires or trash. So I said, hey, that's like saying early explorers shouldn't cross the ocean because they had financial backing. Humans are inherently explorers. (laughs) And then like before this, you know, I was like, oh, you know, like maybe like let's have a conversation. I think that'd be cool. Like let's, let's talk about this. Person said exploring and exploiting are two different things, dingbat. And I was like, dingbat, who says that? <laughs> like for me, I was like, oh man, that's a good one. I was like, dingbat, who even says that? That's from the 50s. 
You know, I was thinking of like uh, somebody from the Jetsons or like Fred Flintstone or something. I was like, Dingbat, really? Or like some old black and white TV shows. Um, so I said, not sure how this mission exploits anyone. For real, can you fill me in? Uh, not for or against these people. So I wanted to know what their what the conversation was going to be about. I wanted to know how they're exploiting people by doing this mission. And that was really legitimately my take on this. How are they exploiting these people um, doing the AX1, the AX1 mission? How are they exploiting people by going to space and going to the space station on an all private space mission, you know, uh, all private mission. Um, <laughs> then they said, do you seriously not understand how businessmen operate? I said, I understand business. Just wondering how these particular people exploited anyone. Seriously, no idea and haven't heard anything about them doing it. Not all rich people or not rich business people are jerks or have crappy companies. I personally work for amazing companies with amazing people and really crappy companies that have exploited workers. Can you please tell me how they exploited people so I can learn? That's what I wanted. I wanted to learn. I want to see how they exploited because if they did, I wanted to tell you guys about it. And then I got this back. This is this is literally <laughs> the, like, OK, they didn't have anything. Right. So they said, "Nah, you're just a corporate shell douchebag. So I said, oh, OK, <laughs> I was like, OK, now I know, you know, now I know they don't have any ammo. They don't have any information about how they said these people were exploited. You know how, how somebody exploited these people during the AX1 mission. Um, somebody jumped in and said, are you not able to answer this person's question? They asked you the same question twice and you avoided it entirely. Then I said, the burden of proof is on the person who brings the claim into, into a dispute. No proof was provided, uh, though asked numerous times. Instead, they decided it was prudent to call names an insult. <laughs> and then I said, okay, have a good day. <laughs> and then they didn't answer. So flame wars, you know, they happen and words hurt people, but the conversation didn't happen because the other person that was also just being a, a flame, uh, a flame war person. I don't know. They were, they were, they were being, uh, just mean. They're just being mean to be mean. You know, there's no reason to it. Um, and then when I asked them for proof, they said that I was a, a shill, a corporate shill. Yeah. I'm a corporate shill. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. I'm making tons of money doing YouTube. <laughs> Because I'm a corporate shill for SpaceX. Tons of money. Not even close. <laughs> Not even close. Not even close. I have like three nice things in my life. I have a car. And that was because I had a I had a crappy car. I've had a crappy car for like the last seven years. I had a Subaru. I drove it until it was 230,000 miles. Right? So uh, that... Um, and then I got a nice car, not a nice car. I just got like a, another Subaru. It's a good car. It's not like a $70,000 car. Um, and I have my computer, which I pieced together over years, which actually died uh, about three months ago, a couple months ago. And I had to get a new one. So it's like, those are the two nice things that I have. And then I have cameras. Like those are three nice things that I have. So I can't be a corporate shield because I don't, I don't do the things <laughs> You know, to be a corporate shill, like I'm not buying all the Teslas, though I do want a Tesla, but I just buy things because they work like I and I don't promote things. I tell you about things that are happening. So it's kind of funny that they went the corporate shill way immediately.
<laughs> They're like, you're a corporate shill. I was like, dude, you have no idea how much I don't like corporations and what, like how, um, how usually management is just not good for a lot of places, you know, like I'm not a corporate shill. I would rather not work at a giant corporation. I would rather work at a place with like, you know, 10, 15 people. Like, that's cool. I want to know the people that I work with. Um, and of course they're probably writing on their iPhone, wearing their Nikes, you know, whatever. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, okay, who's the corporate shell? You know, think about that. Um, kind of love Etsy. SpaceX and Tesla community are used to the nasty comments about Elon. I think that's why uh, they're so well-behaved and kind. I agree too. Um, Michael says AX1 crew, we're all volunteers to go to the ISS. They have the money to pay and the desire to go. Uh, there was no exploitation. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. Like, how did they exploit anybody? And I think this person, what they were getting at is they exploited the people to get the money to go. So they exploited the worker. And there's a huge, there's a huge movement on Reddit about this too. You know, um, the, uh, the anti-work movement, you know, like that stuff's going on on Twitter or on, uh, on Reddit. And, um, you know, they branched out into different sort of subreddits where they're just attacking corporations um, and telling their stories about how bad some corporations are for them. And I feel bad for the people that were treated badly because I was treated badly at a corporation before. And I know how it is. Um, just bad management, basically. Bad management didn't know how to manage engineers. So, um, you know, didn't didn't have the right they didn't have the right tool set in order to help my tool set. Um, to get the job done. So I wasn't exploited. It was just human error. That's it. Um, in any discussion, the first one, get angry and take their opponent has lost the argument. Michael Maxey, I agree. Simon says, 100% agree. Yes, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, anybody who's going to attack the other person, just talk it out. You know, sometimes they get flustered. Sometimes they get upset too. But if you come to me with an argument and say, hey, I think you're wrong about this, and I say, okay, well, why am I wrong about that? And if they don't have any sort of uh, discussion to add to that, if they don't have a reason, if they just say, you just are, then I'm like, okay, I don't want to talk to you because you are, you're not good at talking. <laughs> like we're not going to get anywhere. If you have, if you, if you say something isn't right because X, Y, Z, that's the discussion that needs to be made. But if the discussion is you're not right and I say, Oh, cool. Well, why, you know, why am I not right? I just want to know, like, I want to fix it. And they just say, you're just, you're not. And I just go, okay, well, or if they say you should know, <laughs> that's, all, that's also a funny one. That's always a funny one. It's like when they, when they argue with you and you, they say, and this has happened to me in real life. And I know this happened to some of my friends when they say, uh, you know, this isn't, you're doing something wrong and you're like, oh, okay. Uh, sorry about that. What's, what's up? You know, what am I doing wrong? Why am I doing this wrong? And they said, well, you should know. You should just know. It's like, well, I don't, that's why I asked, you know, like <laughs> this is a discussion happening here. You know, like we're people, we talk, it's not black and white. It's not ones and zeros. It's people to people. We talk about things. That's how we got to where we are now a discussion and open discussion about things as opposed to this is right. This is wrong. That's the most horrible thing you can do. This is right. This is wrong. You know, talk about it. You know, there's some things that are horribly wrong 
and everybody knows it. But something in between where it's just an opinion, why? Why do you have that opinion? If you can prove that somebody's right or wrong, or there's something different that could be happening, something better, then of course, keep that discussion going and keep working on it because the um, the important part is the discussion. Simon, thank you so much for becoming a sponsor of the show. Thanks for becoming a space cadet. Um, and uh, you know, liking the show. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate that. That helps out tremendously. All the members of the show, uh, you get a cool little icon and, um, you know, you get to you get to help out. So thank you. Thank you very much, Simon. I do appreciate that. I wish I had a starship for you. I got to set that up because uh, becoming a member should be like a big deal, but I only have like a little bit of text on the screen. But thank you so much for that. I'm going to set that up for you today. I'll figure that out. Um, Thank you so much. Head to join Love Your Mindset, sir. Thank you, Simon. That's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah, we need we need like-minded, like open-minded, cool people here. And, you know, I've been growing the channel for about three years. So the fact that we still have this channel after three years and we're we're growing, you know, there's dude, there was a bot. So this is a funny thing that happened. Um, I saw a bunch of subscribers get deleted from my account within Last month, I saw like a thousand subscribers just go boop, like straight, straight gone. And like one day it was like, um, <laughs> like the analytics on YouTube were like, you have this many people subscribing to you. And the next day, my analytics were like, like a thousand people gone. And I was like, I reached out to YouTube support and I was like, whoa, what just happened? A thousand people can't just unsubscribe for me from me like overnight. That's a thousand people. That must have been crazy. And they're like, oh, yeah, those are bots. Don't worry about it. Just bots. So, yeah, I was like, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> What's going on here? But, yeah, bots, uh, subscribers. It's kind of funny because um, there's a ton of bots on YouTube. You know, whether it's comment bots or it's just people watching or people subscribing or something like that, like subscriber bots. I was like, heck, yeah, get rid of those bots. I don't want them. I want only people that are interested in the things that I'm talking about so we can have a discussion about it. So, yeah, it was kind of funny. Like, I, I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> what just happened? Mass exodus. <laughs> but it was just a mass exodus of, uh, of bots from a bot farm somewhere. I have no idea. But I thought it was kind of funny. I freaked out for like 10 seconds. I was like, uh-oh, not good. Um, but the mindset, you know, we all have the same things in mind here, SpaceX, space flight, Elon stuff, you know, NASA, all that stuff. So I think it's, I think it's important to build this community up and to all be part of this, uh, crazy journey that we're all on in together. So most, uh, the bots are information providers. Oh, just deleted. Whoops. Sorry, Michael. Didn't mean to say that out loud if you didn't want it out. Um, but I was just reading chat. So yeah, there we go. Uh, I think that's it for today, guys. I think that's it. I think I'm just chilling. So uh, have a don't forget Star Trek. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Don't forget Star Trek. Remember uh, Star Trek Enterprise? What a good show. What a good show. I loved that. I thought that was really fun. That was one of my favorite Star Treks. A lot of people hate it because of the intro, but the uh, but the rest of it's really fun. So I like that show a lot. I think it's it's uh, it's kind of campy, but then again, all Star Trek is campy. Oh, most YouTube bots are information providers. Yeah. And there are, there are subscriber bots. You know, what's funny is that people try to 
try to, and I've seen this happen um, to a couple of the, my friends that have channels here on YouTube. Um, they've seen, and this is totally off the mark um, of space flight and stuff, but this is a, a, a kind of side note. Um, they've been bot bombed. So they've gotten either tons of viewers to their live streams, which means uh, they were bot bombed by the by subscriber and viewer bots, like view bots. I think that's what they're called, view bots. And people buy those bots. And this is just, I have no idea why they would buy them, but I think what they do is they buy them to get you like more viewers. Maybe they did it for the right reasons, which are like, hey, I want to see this person succeed. Or uh, they do it for the wrong reasons, which is, hey, let's bot bomb them. And then they'll get kicked from YouTube because all of these, you know, these bots, ouch, I just punched my desk. <laughs> all these bots are like fake people, you know, maybe they'll get in trouble for it. So I don't know which one it is, but, <laughs> but maybe, yeah, I guess spammed, right? Maybe many streams are being spammed by adult cam bots. Yeah. This stream has been Michael. Exactly. Yeah. This stream has been, been bombed by those too. Um, Paw Angel really liked the music of Enterprise. That's sweet. It's been a long road. Yeah, that was awesome. I used to work at a TV station. That's how I got into media here, uh, like production media. I used to work at a um, at a TV station where we did the Enterprise show. It was, uh, what was the show? What was the uh, UPN, I think it was? Yeah, UPN. And uh, we used to do Enterprise. And every Friday, I think it was, I would run the station and I'd watch Enterprise. That was my job. I'd go, my boss would be like, okay, we started exactly eight o'clock. And we had a tape from, we had like a literal tape from the, uh, from the people that produce Enterprise or distributed it or whatever to put the tape in. And I had to push a button like George Jetson, push one button. And then it would run by itself. And then when the commercials were coming up, I had to push a button and then play a, an ad, a local ad. And then when it came back to the show, I had to hit the play button again and fade out the other, fade out the ads. So that was my job for the night. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. I loved it. I think it was very, very fun. Um, but I got to watch a lot of Enterprise, so that's why I like it. Federation principles, that's what the world needs. Hopefully one day we will get them. Hopefully, that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> Passing went just check to see if they're a bot. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you're not a bot. You're not a bot. Uh, Deb says, thanks to Michael Maxey for the super sticker and Simon uh, Brayson for becoming a space cadet. Yes, very much so. Very, very much so. But I got to go. It's Easter weekend. Good Friday today. Easter weekend. Take some time off. I'm going to enjoy my day. going to enjoy my weekend. Enjoy some uh, some time in the sun. Enjoy some time outside and uh, go down to Starbase a little bit. Debs, I'm, I'm going to press the button. Debs is producing the show today. Jeez. Jeez, Debs. <laughs> uh, I do have a button. The ending screen, which for the longest time didn't have an ending screen because we were, I moved to uh, Brownsville. It just didn't have it set up. Um, didn't have an ending screen for the longest time. But it was a joke. It was so fun. Um, so if you're into that, oh, I got to tell one, one last thing. I got to tell you one last thing because Debs threw me off my game here. The Yours app. I gotta, I gotta tell you about this. Yours app, they help out the show. Mindfulness made easy. 
rejuvenate your rejuvenate your body, mind, and soul with musical uh, soundscapes, meditations, sleep stories, plus advice from our team of expert psychologists. Over three thousand plus activities helps you with your sleep, meditation, body. You have music to chill out to, some psychology. You get some get some knowledge there. Some advice. Uh, psychology experts give you handy life tips. Um, if you go to yourzap.com/space the word space, uh, you can do a trial and also if you sign up, helps out the show. Um, and because they've been good to us, the yours app, um, I use it when I go to sleep at night. It plays me a little bedtime story. Chill out. Where is it here? Let's see. Yours app. Yours. There we go. Just put this on my home screen. There you go. Yours app. There you go. It's like that. It's pretty, uh, it says, hello, William. And then it has a bunch of, uh, bunch of cool stuff you can do. So check them out. Very cool. Helps me sleep at night. Very calm, very relaxing. It's like an ebook, but it's uh, very, very chill. Very, very chill. So yoursapp.com slash space. Also one more thing. Starshipshirts.com. This is our merch store. Neil and Michael and Buzz, NASA Apollo 11. New shirt just dropped yesterday. We pay homage to the original three, Neil, Michael, and Buzz, um, to the Apollo 11 moon landing astronauts, Neil Armstrong, Michael Collins, and Buzz Aldrin with this sweet, sweet t-shirt. Neil, Michael, and Buzz. I'm going to get one of these for myself. All sorts of colors. Do we, we can do some light blue. We can do some gray heather. We can do some heather midnight navy. We can do some aqua green, heather blue, all sorts of heathers. Heather True Royal. That's my favorite. Heather True Blo Royal is my favorite. This one's pretty cool too. Heather Resp Berry. Very cool. I like it. Neil and Michael and Buzz. Plus, we have a bunch of other shirts there too. So, yeah, check this out. Uh, unisex designs, all sorts of all sorts of designs for lots of people. Raptor engine, Starship booster engine layout, uh, short sleeve t-shirt. There we go. It's like an Iron Man shirt. It's pretty sweet. It's pretty cool. Uh, Neil, um, Neil Thorne designs all these and we're partners with this merch store. So uh, go check it out. Bob and Doug. Yeah, Paul, exactly. We should do the old uh, Bob and Doug shirt. We got the Nikola Tesla Starman shirt. The bakery at Cocoa Beach, which is where they make all the tiles for a starship. We have a shirt for that. And this is my favorite one. Cramped, dangerous, difficult, you might die. This is what Elon said about Starship. Cramped, dangerous, difficult, you might die. Starshipshirts.com. Check it out. I think there's a thing going on now. If not, I can uh, let's just add, add a little extra large shirt there. And let's see if there's a checkout thing. If not, I'll turn it on. Uh, so there's a discount for you. Let me turn that on real quick. Just so you guys have it. Um, because you got to get discount. You guys are uh, super cool. And let me turn it on for you. It's like a 20% discount or something. Let me find out. Yeah. Wait, this one ended? No. Can it enable it? There we go. You can auto apply, it auto applies 20% off. So you should, in theory, let's see if this works. See if I turn this on right. All the proceeds for this go to, uh, let's add another shirt, add that to the cart. 
check it out. Should automatically get some money off when you go through the checkout. Um, and I don't want to go through the shipping because then you know where I live. Not cool. Um, but the cart, you can see the cart. And then it should be 20% off. If not, use the code YouTube at checkout and you get 20% off. So, yeah, very cool. Very, very cool. 20% off auto applied promotion. So go check them out. That's about it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. I'm going to hit the end screen. Thank you for all of your support. I appreciate you. appreciate all the supporters out there, everybody out there that's doing work, everyone that's, you know, putting in your time in your life to support the show, being here and financially super, super cool. You're all very cool. Uh, here's a few of these people and I'm getting a full list. Um, it just some, some reason it's not rendering properly on the screen, but I do have a full list of people who've supported the show. So, uh, I will get that up there as soon as I figure it out. I have no idea what's going on with it, what the bug is, but I'm trying to figure it out. So thanks again. Appreciate you. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I will see you next time, next Monday. We're going to do a show at noon, Mondays and Fridays, and going back to Wednesdays as well, because I had to take this Wednesday off. So Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at noon, show here, all the latest space news, space flight, SpaceX, Elon, all the stuff. Take care. Bye-bye, everybody.